right, Denny. Now we have our Eastern and Western Conference rankings coming out for the season. Eastern Conference. I'm going to let you start. Let's go go one-on-one. So we'll go pick and pick. So I'll let you start off first. Who your number one is in the Eastern Conference. Okay. So um, I will say... I, so I'll say first off, what I wrote down is I just wrote down the top 10 standings from last year, um, but I'm going to, you know, obviously change it as I go through it, but the top team from last year, I'm going to have be the top team again this year, and that's the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, you know, we've talked about it a lot already tonight, Dame uh, being added to that that offense, um, it'll, be, it'll be exciting to see, I think it's going to open up a lot of opportunities. The one thing, though, you know, is just like kind of what you were saying is they lost Drew Holiday. They lost that primary defender, kind of on-ball defender. Um, you know, we saw what he was doing, you know, against Jimmy Butler. We've seen what he does against everyone. And so it'll be interesting. You know, Dame's not that same kind of defender. And so are they going to be able to lock down other top guards in the league? Um, I guess that'd be the one kind of question. But right now I do have him as my number one. Yeah, Danny also got the Bucks on one. Uh, just that trade was massive. I think here's I know we talk about losing Drew Holiday as a big defensive piece for this team, but I think what is going to help quite a bit is taking a lot of pressure off Giannis to do it all over there. I know he had some good depth around him, but none of them were star players. None of them could take some points off his hands when he needed it most. Dame's going to take a lot of points off of Giannis's hands so he can be a more efficient basketball player all around the court, not just in the scoring. Because we obviously know he was not great at free throws last year. Right. So he can work on that. He can work on getting boards. He can work on being that defensive piece down low when he needs to. He can work on being a defensive piece out back on the on the post and, and on the wing because he has that speed and agility to do stuff if he really wants to. So I think that's going to open up um, his game quite a bit. And I, I, like, I know... Like who was said, uh, iron sharpens iron, you know. Right. And so, I think Dame and Giannis are going to be great together. I think I thought even before this Dame trade that Giannis could have led this team to the finals once again this year. I just I think he's that good. Yeah. Yeah, I I like what you said about kind of relieving that pressure from Giannis. Um, You know, obviously they're going into a a new year with a new coach and Adrian Griffin, and so he's going to have to kind of work out his rotations and his minutes. But I think, you know, at times where maybe there'll be situations where Dame's on the court where Giannis is off, I think that's where pressure will be relieved, where Giannis is not feeling like he needs to get back in there immediately to start helping produce because Dame will be out there taking care of that. And if that works out like that, you know, you get more rest to Giannis, potentially bring him in now for the rest, you know, for a whole quarter, a whole fourth quarter. Um, Obviously, Adrian Griffin's got to play around with all that stuff. Um, but but that is some some exciting stuff right there that you can look for. Um, so let's have you go into your number two. Um, number two, uh, I know I kind of talked down in the sky a little bit, but uh, I'm gonna go with the Boston Celtics. They're they're just they're consistent. They're a good team. Um, they did lose Marcus Smart, which is a big loss. I feel like, but Kristaps Porzingis is a big guy. They I think they needed. They uh, really haven't had a big guy. They had supposed to have a nice big guy with Gordon Hayward, but obviously one of the most ugly live uh, injuries I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, 
The Celtics are going to be good again. There's, you know, Jalen Brown got paid. It's, we'll be, it'll be good. Yeah, no, I, I agree with uh, the Celtics being number two. Um, you know, huge, huge loss um, with with Smart gone. But I think a player who's going to, you know, he, he was doing really well in the playoffs. Uh, even, I think, you know, towards the end of the season, he was playing well, and I think he's going to continue to improve, is Derek White. Derek White, yeah. Um, I, I don't think he gets enough credit for his defense. And we are, I think it shows offensively what he can already do in, in that type of role. But defensively, he's a very good defender. Uh, he had that clutch block. And I can't remember what game that was in the playoffs. But I believe that was in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I believe it was. It was yeah, Eastern Conference Finals against the, against the Heat there. Oh, right. That was a huge, that was block, huge. huge block he had. And so I think, you know, obviously, yeah, like you said, bringing in Porzingis, all that depth, I think they'll be a top team in the league. Um, Joe Mazzulla will have another year under his belt um, for his full offseason of the team. I'm, I'm excited to see what they're going to do this year. And, uh, you know, LeBron James not have to be the laughingstock of receding hairlines anymore. Derek White's got that hands <laughs> down. Guy, he took care of that. Yeah, LeBron's, LeBron's thanking him on Twitter, and he's going to be like, I called it. All right, Denny, number three, who you got in, in the Eastern? So, you know, it's it's a mix-up here. Um I'm, I'm looking at my three and four right now uh, as Sixers and Cavs, but I think those are interchangeable. I think with Cavs adding Max Struess, uh, they're still a very young team with guys like Mobley, Jared Allen, Garland. You know, Don Mitchell is in the prime of his career right now. Um, they had a very good regular season last year, finishing fourth. I, you know, I'm going to say it right now. I think especially with the questions about the Sixers right now um, and, and all that, I, I see the Cavs potentially pushing over the Sixers, and I see the Cavs taking that third spot. Yeah, I, I swear I'm not looking at your list here, but I have the Cavs <laughs> at three as well. Hey, hey great, great minds think alike. Yeah, like, I mean, like we talked about the Max Schuster trade earlier, I, I think it's just takes, like I, I mean, just like I said with Giannis too, takes relief off Donovan Mitchell to be, the big guy there and take over everything. Uh, Garland's amazing. They got they got a good team. I'd I'd see him doing very well. And so yeah, so that's that's three. So then I'll say that my four then I think would be the Sixers. My four is also the Sixers. I here's the only thing the reason why I don't have the Sixers higher is because James Harden a James Harden's I don't know. A lot of questions. Who's more of a laughing stock right now, James Harden or Kyrie Irving anymore? Between those two and their wow, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to call it mental illness or anything like that, but right. there, there's something going on with those two that just they they cannot stand the team anywhere they want. It's just it's just yeah. ugly. Obviously, right now Harden's more of a mess, but I mean, we've seen Kyrie through his uh, through the ringer. Through, yeah, exactly through the ringer. Um, well, that takes us to number five. Who do you got at number five? I got the team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, the Miami Heat. Uh, they're a good team. Jimmy Butler looking emo out right now in his media day photos. <laughs> it's kind of hilarious, but uh, I, they're an all-around great team still. You got Bam still there. Tyler Hero. I think for them to do better this year, I think Tyler Hero needs to step, take a step up from not being – Six man of the year role guy anymore, not being you know a role player. He needs to he needs to be a good player. He needs to be a star player. He needs to amp up his game a little bit this year for them to go further. I think you can't have it all on Jimmy Butler. 
Uh, it'll be a good team, though. You know, it's just kind of funny. There's all these... Uh, the amount of people that said they want to be traded to the Heat this last year, none of them happened. He did right. not go after any of those guys. Right. So, you know, if they think they got a good team, they think they continue doing that, then I'm going to trust them. I just think everybody needs to be on top of their game to do that, though. I think if one player is off, then I don't think they get there very easily. Yeah, you know, it's the Heat. The Heat are just such an interesting team. I mean, as we all know, you know, they kind of just coast through the regular season. Um, usually are not even top five in the conference. Usually are fighting to get into the playoffs. You know, there's been past years where they're in the play-in, and they, I mean, they've been successfully able to carry that momentum into the following year. Um, and so just another team with, with questions. Um, I would say that my five is not the Heat. Um, this this one might be a little interesting. Um, I, this is, you know, kind of one that I've, I have interesting feelings about, but I would say my five right now is potentially going to be the Nets. Um, you know, I, this, this was a, it was a weird transition for that team when, when Katie and Kyrie left and they brought in, you know, Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges and they kind of lost that leader kind of go-to guy. A lot of leadership in the locker room was taken away. Um, and as soon as Mikel Bridges got there, he immediately started having, you know, all-star numbers. He was dropping, I think, 30 in a game. He's he's very good defensively. Um, I think Cam Johnson is going to continually become more of a scorer. You, you know, his role is going to definitely be a lot more prominent than it was in Phoenix. Um, and so he's still getting used to that role. And then, you know, a lot of questions about this guy, but I've only seen highlights uh, on, on Twitter so far. But Ben Simmons, a lot of questions about Ben Simmons. You know, is this going to be the year for him? I don't know. Um, but at the same time, these guys have, you know, some good depth. They have Spencer Dinwiddie. They have uh, Dorian Finney-Smith they got from the Mavs. They have Nick Claxton. He's, you know, a very good center for him. And uh, they have one of my, you know, Derek Whitehead, who's one of my favorite uh, rookies that they have out of Duke. Um, didn't really necessarily have the greatest numbers at Duke. He was one of the top prospects coming out of high school. Um, but I think that he is, you know, becoming better and better. And so that might be a little bit of a controversial five, but that's my five. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I'll be honest. Uh, there's, I think I might have forgot to put the Nets in my top 10 even and I'm kind of looking back at the roster right now and I, I might I might regret that but I'm not going to change that right now I, I just shout out to my boy Darius Baisley uh, I love Darius oh I forgot Baisley's on there yeah, yeah Baisley's on that team and I, I really do like Spencer Didwitty and yeah. they got Mikhail Bridges now oh, they it's, I, a, it's an interesting mix of, of players I would say so Dennis Smith Jr. Now, Lonnie Walker yeah, I did forget about them a little bit, but uh, so my my six. I'm going to six, yeah. I'm going to go with my six. I'll I'll, I'll consider possibly changing up my top my play in and put the Nets in, but okay. I don't see okay. them there right now. Yep, yep. My six, I'm going with the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks, they're a good team. Um, I th- I just think they get it done. They did good last year. I I also have the Knicks at six. Um. You know, they're, they're a very solid team. Uh, obviously, Jalen Brunson going to New York, he's been fantastic for him. 
absolutely fantastic. Brunson's amazing. Brunson is goat. Uh, Julius Randle has been playing very efficiently. Mitchell Robinson, when he's healthy, he's a good defensive rebounding presence down low for that team. Um, R.J. Barrett, when he's when he's feeling it, he's, he plays very well for that team. Got Josh Hart behind him. They got Josh Hart, you know, great, great player, um, you know, in terms of fantasy. <laughs> gets, all, gets all the stats, right? And then, you know, coincidentally enough, they also drafted Jacob Toppin. So they got the, or I don't know if they drafted him or if he's a, um, yeah, they got Jacob Toppin. They, they drafted him. Okay, yeah. So we'll see how he does. And then how would one Toppin in with the new? <laughs> right. Oh, and then Emmanuel quickly. You know. Yeah, just, it's a good roster. Six man right there. Yeah. So that's that's a good roster. I also have him at six. Um, and then what are we going to? Who do you have for your? Who's at your seven? I got the Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Hawks at seven. Yeah. Like I said, I uh, you know. Love my boy Mo going there. It's not the reason why I have him at seven. He's not. I love you, Mo, but you're not. You're not out to be rated number seventh in the right in the NBA here. But uh, they got a good team. I think Trey Young is going to finally. He's, he's getting calmed down more every single year. He shows himself. He's grown up and yeah, you know, being able to can really control a team. You and know, so they got you know they got a lot of young guys who are, who are they looking do. good. They got Kong Wu. Kong Wu's been looking really good. They got AJ Griffin coming up now. Um, you know, they'll have their new draft pick in uh, Kobe Bufkin from Michigan. Um, and I think they actually even got Patty Mills. They do. Who, they got you know, And it's a great veteran presence for him. He's got a championship mentality. Very good for him. And, Sorry, who you were saying? And that. they got this guy, uh, went to this school here that I don't like but very much, DeJounte Murray. Um, How can I forget my, my, my boy? Yes, you, no, you I, I don't like the school that he went to, but uh, <laughs> the followers who know me know about me and DeJounte. He's, that's my boy. So, But I don't like the college he went to, but I do love DeJounte. Uh, had great numbers for him last year. I can't believe I even forgot about him when I was talking about this team. Um, but I would say, you know, so for me, I have Heat 7, and then I have Hawks 8. That's fair, that's fair. And, you know, it's kind of the same thing I was saying with the Heat. They just kind of coast on by through the regular season. Um, but, you know, the Hawks, people forget they made it to the conference finals. What was that, 2019? Mm-hmm. And so Trey, Young, Trey Young's been there. He's lived it. Um, so they just need to make a push to get back. Yes, sir. And then right out my bottom yeah, the play, three the of the play-in yeah. is I got Patriots at eight. Like I said, it's going to be a sneaky good team. Yeah, let's, let's they were talk, sneaky let's, let's last talk, year. Let's talk more about the Pacers. Yeah, let's talk. They had they were sneaky last year. They had some big wins. They, uh, I mean, Tyrese Halliburton has Tyrese to be, is amazing. So I, I think that was a win win trade for both the Pacers and the Kings. Um, Halliburton has be, become very very good. You know, he also is another guy who's gone to Team USA summer under his belt. I feel like that's always just a helps you really develop learning from other coaches around the league, playing against international play. Tyrese, good, yeah. I mean, they got they got Bruce, Buddy Heel, Buddy Heel, Bruce Brown's on that team they got now. Bruce Brown, yep, oh, that's a good addition. Um, they I, got uh, what's his name? They got uh, we topping now. They got Benedict Matherin. Benedict Matherin's really good. He's been playing well. My boy Andrew Nembhard, former Zag, and they're they're rookies too. You know, they got Jarris Walker from Houston. Here's an underrated rookie. I want to say who I was. Think, I think I know you're gonna say. Who was very hyped up in the college. I know exactly what you're saying. Who I saw yeah. play live yep. in Spokane, yeah. Washington, yes, Veterans Memorial yeah. Arena. I got it down. Oscar Sheebway. Yes, sir. Dude. 
He was. He so was under. He is dominant at the rim. Wasn't he two time player of the year? Yeah, he like, was so good. He was, he was so good in college. It was insane. He was top center, in, you know, in college, and he wasn't even that big, or he wasn't that tall. He was, yeah, he was muscular. He's built, but uh, I had Sheboy down in my notes too for the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right there, they got him. They got TJ yeah. McConnell. They they have a good team. Dangle Thice. It'll be exciting. And they got Miles Turner. And Miles Turner. Yeah, yeah. So that that will be an exciting team. I like that you have them there. It, um, and then yeah, and then I got the, yeah. Who are the other teams you have filled out? Bulls at nine. I mean, they're there's a good team. Right. I really like seeing the development of uh, oh what Blake on his name White, Kobe White, Kobe White, yeah, Kobe, Kobe White. White. Yeah. I like to see the development of him. Yeah, Zach Levine's still really freaking good, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. shout out to my boy Zach Levine, yeah. Yeah. Washington man right there yeah. out of Bothell. I know yeah. Trent will love that. Yeah, um, yeah, they're a good team. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how many good acquisitions they made this year. I don't think they did too much in the offseason. You know, Bulls have been a team that I've been following now for the past couple of years, essentially, ever since uh, Levine and DeRozan kind of teamed up over there. And then they got Vucevic. Um, that's a very, you know, I, I always find it to be a very strong team. I think I mean, a Vucevic duo is good. Of, yeah, a duo of, of DeRozan and Levine and then Vucevic down low. Um, I think the missing piece, which is, you know, most people know about it. It's tough. Is the missing piece is Lonzo Ball. Lonzo, I hope he comes back. I, I hope really he does too. You know, when he played before he got hurt, when he was playing for the Bulls, that was a complete team. He was the floor general, the facilitator they need. He's a defense. He's a defender. Improved his three. Uh, I I hope he's back soon, man. Yeah, I I, I trust their coach. They're good. Yeah. Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan. Yep. The boy. The boy. The boy. Yeah. They got Andre Drummond, I think, is yeah. a very underrated piece on this offense as well this year. Um, He's a big presence down low. Yeah, they got they got DeMar. I hope DeMar comes back and shows him what he's worth. Alex Caruso, great guard defender. The Caruso. The Caruso. Yeah, the Caruso. No, he, he, plays, he plays very important minutes for them. He's good. Former well. white mamba, quote-unquote. <laughs> yeah, they got a good team. Um... Yeah, and who's your who's your ten? My ten was my ten was oh my ten's Raptors. Raptors. I still love my boy Pascal. Okay. Yeah. So I, I yeah yeah. And then yeah. I could I honestly after you know after hearing you I could put the Nets there instead. Right. Um, the Raptors got a young team. I think you know they got one of the Thompson twins, and they got Scotty Barnes. They got Grady Dick as well. There. Jakob Jakob Pertle. Jakob Pertle. He's pretty good down low for him. Um, you got my boy Dennis Schroeder. That's right. Yeah. I have I have those two finishing down at my bottom as well. Um, those can be interchangeable. And one one more guy that's going to be a, a underrated man, Malachi Flynn, former Cougs. Yes, sir. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. As we're, you'll figure this out. We say that a lot around here. Yep. Yep. Uh, but yeah. yeah I, that, fills out, that fills out the other uh, East. All right, to the West. Denny, start me off. What's your one? Uh, so, again, here I have the standings all from last year. Uh, and I think number one is going to stay number one. I think it's going to be the Denver Nuggets. Um, Pretty <laughs> self-explanatory, I feel like. No debate there. They're, they're I, know dominant. You, I know you'll appreciate this. Their rookie they drafted this year. Yes, Julian sir. Strother has been playing... Very well for him. Oh, he looks like he's gonna be another spot up shooter that they need. He's hitting like three or four threes a game right now. Uh, why do these guys keep drafting these perfect studs guys right now? Christian Brown, absolute studs. Very well for him. Yeah, Julian Strother now. I feel like he's gonna have some good minutes. 
Um, their front office knows what they're doing. So I got I got nugs at the at the one. I'm assuming that you're gonna have the nugs at the one as well. Yeah, nug. It's it's not debatable. Yeah. They also got you know another guy out of Washington. You know that guy. You know that guy. Michael Porter Jr. Are we talking about? Oh yes, yes, MPJ. Yes. Well, not only do they have him out of Washington, we, there's another guy out of Washington. You know who it is? I'm trying to think of their lineup right now. Just kidding, he's not out of Washington. But oh. my uh, he, <laughs> <laughs> he he's out of a, a school that my friends went to called Archbishop Mitty, Aaron Gordon. Uh, <laughs> I'll shout out to Ollie. Uh, Ollie Burt, if you ever listen to this, you know you have the best video with Aaron Gordon on the internet. What's good, Ollie? <laughs> they got KCP, who did really good for them last year. I mean, the whole team, man. Everyone contributed well on that team. God, they're just, I mean. Everyone contributes on that team. Their biggest loss this year is Bruce Brown. Losing, I, losing Bruce Brown, he was, he was, he was know, pivotal. Nice, nice pivotal role player. You know, Mark could be a sixth man for that team. But now they got Julian Schrother. He's going to be a nice addition. They're just, they're young now. They're young. They got Justin Holiday. They got Amita Brima. Kristen Braun. They'll be good. They'll be good. They'll be a good team. All right, Denny. Two. Two? You know, last year. This is where things will be. Like, I, the West is going to be a lot different than the, the, than the East. The West is going to be. Yeah, I feel like. I'm excited. This is where well, it's going this, this is how it always goes every year is the East is kind of usually pretty much laid out. You kind of know where everyone's going to end up. It's the West where you really don't know what's going to happen. Uh, looking at last year, the team that finished second in the West was the Memphis Grizzlies. I do not think that's going to happen again. I Agreed. don't read. I don't think they're going to finish second in the West. Um, Who's finishing second in the West, Denny? This is a real toss up here. You know, I'm looking at all these teams right now. Uh, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to say the team that's going to finish second, they're going to jump. They finished fourth last year in the West. They're going to be second, uh, and that is the uh, the Phoenix Suns is going to be my number two. Yep. Um, you know, we talked about Bradley Beal coming in now. Uh, they've, they've added some, some much-needed depth. That was their main issue last year is they had absolutely no depth, and they would get pummeled. And so now we have to thank you. Thank you. We want to thank the academy. Anyways, <laughs> they, they, you know, other role players. They got Chimezi Metu from Sacramento. They got Grayson Allen. They got Bogle. They got my boy Utah Watanabe, and they got Keon Johnson from Portland. So you know, it's a bunch of guys who I think are role players, and if they can fit well into the offense, it should be a very strong team. Um, anything else to add about the Suns? Number two. Uh, no, we talked a little bit earlier. I really like Nurkic there. I think it's going to be awesome. Yes, I keep forgetting to mention Nurkic, yes. Eric Gordon's there. Shooting yeah, threes see, for yeah, them. They got depth. See the depth. The depth has been added. There. They got Bull Bull, too. Do you even know that? Did you know they yes. had Bull Bull? Yeah, yeah, I didn't know they got Bull Bull. Man, they yeah. have, oh, Dude, they're just... They're going to be great. Uh, they just know... They just got to be healthy. And I think they just got to, you know... They just got to be healthy is the biggest thing. They got Damian Lee as well. Um... Little brother-in-law stuff there, and I feel like you know the thing about them. That's that was a funny comment. <laughs> I, I think the thing about the big three for that team is they all are known to get injured. Book, Katie, yeah. Beal have all Bradley. had injuries, kept them out for a month or so. Um, you know that that could really affect them, uh, especially later into the season. Um, but it sounds like you know we're both on the Suns at two. Who do you? Uh, who's your three? Who do we got? Uh, I'm gonna go with the dynasty team, which 
you, it's hard to not, it's hard to pick against them. Sadly, um, I would very much love to see this dynasty end because this nightmares, nightmares, and nightmares. But it's 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 the Golden State Warriors, and it's Steph obviously ranked top five again. He's like I said, he's going to get some pressure taken off him with CP3. I hope uh, I'm never rooting for the Warriors to get another ring. But I think this is the best chance that CP has had this close to getting a ring. And I, I love that for him. And so I really hope it works out for him. If if it comes down to rooting for CP3 getting a ring, I will, I'll root for him. Uh, I 100% will. He deserves a ring. He's, he's a Hall of Famer. He's, he needs that ring to solidify his resume there. Um, other people on this team, obviously Clay. Clay's Clay. He's gonna have some pressure taken off him as well, you know. It's just gonna be him, and it's gonna be him and Curry. Just CP3 is gonna be feeding Clay Curry the whole entire time. You got Andrew Wiggins down at forward too to help him out. <laughs> they got they got everything. You got you got a good ball defender Gary Payton the second, the glove part two. And like you're saying, it's a dynasty. It's, it's a dynasty. Just, have, just even having that on the resume. It, it makes it uh, it makes it tough for, for teams. To yeah, you. you still got that hot hat Draymond Green down there. Like, that's they're a good team. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm going that being right. that different. They still Steve Kerr is an amazing coach. It's just true. It's just the same old Warriors. It's, you know, slightly different people. Yeah, but they still have their big three that they've had there this whole entire time. So, is it really that different? <laughs> nope. You know, I so for my my three is not the uh, the Warriors. I think. I think my three is probably your four, and uh, my and, and then ours are flipped. So I'm going to say that my three, they were three last year, is the Sacramento Kings. Um, honestly, you know, I knew that when Sabonis was going there, that it was going to help uh, really get this team up and running. I did not realize it was going to do it to this extent. Uh, De'Aaron Fox and Demonis Sabonis are one of the best uh, one-two duos in the league. Um, Sabonis, yes sir, the GOAT. Uh, they are a great young team and they have so many other weapons on the team. It's insane. You know, they have young guys like uh, Keegan Murray, Malik Monk, Kevin Herter has had a really good, had a really good year last year. Davion Mitchell, um, you know, they got the ver- veteran presence in Harrison Barnes. And you know everyone. Everyone was watching that that playoff series between them and the Warriors uh, this year, and how how far it went. Um, and I think being able to kind of get your feet in the water like that in the playoffs, being a top three team in the West, um, you know now they have the experience to kind of keep going. And so I think that they will keep that up. And I have them at my three, and then I have the Warriors at the four. You know, all, all you were saying about Chris Paul, I agree. Um, that dynasty mentality, their depth, um, you know, Steve Kerr. I mean, it's uh, it's the Warriors. What can you say? So th- those are my three and four. Um, looking at number five, who, who's lined up at your five right now? Um, so, yeah, I had the Kings at four. Um, or, sorry, yes. Oh, you're you're good, no, you're good. You, you, you hit it right. Um, can you take a guess who have five? Take a guess at who you have at five? Yeah, take a guess who have at five. Uh, oh, I'm going to say you have at five. I'm going to say you have the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. I do have the Oklahoma City Thunder at five. They That's not a bad spot. They gained spot. so much by adding one player. And that one player's name is Shet Holmgren. He was not 
ranked the top prospect in all of America two year, three years ago for nothing. He he's amazing. Before we even saw or had all this hype for Victor, we had this hype for Chet coming in before Paulo Bancaro was drafted ahead of him. Shout out to Paulo though. But uh, this is his rookie season. He is hungry. He put on some more weight, so he's not going to get injured as much this year. And he he'll be out here. He's seven foot one. He can shoot threes. He's the the dream big man of the NBA now. And OKC was last in the league in rebounds last year because they didn't have a defiant big man. Now they have Chet, a seven foot one man, only the second. He is the third tallest behind Boban and Victor. And he's he offers um, best defense. He's going to be blocking shots everywhere. He's going to be completely defending the rim. He's going to have rebounds. He's going to have offensive rebounds, second chance points for you. He can shoot anywhere on the freaking court. Yeah, they're going to be good. I mean, they were they were literally a borderline playoff team last year. I mean, they did the plan and they didn't finish out. Shea's less like I'm going to I'm going to stress this on most every single team that has a good acquisition of a star player that just has so much. Shea, who has just an absolute good stat line last year, uh, he literally is going to be efficient again this year, even more efficient than he was last year. And he's going to have a great guy shed down low, and he's going to have, I mean, a huge backcourt depth of guards within Case and Williams, Josh Getty, Shea Will. Well, it just goes on and J-Dub. on and on. J-Dubs, Lou Dort. J-Dubs there are, Wills. Lou Dort is a clamp at the top when he's defending. Yeah. He's, it's just, there's no doubt. You know, I, I think, really think, the, I really think Thunder at five, and yet there could be a bias in there, but. Right. No, well, you know, I think the uh, the most impressive thing about Chet Holmgren is, um, you know, as we know, he didn't even play his first year. We had, We didn't even see what he was like. Right, you know, we saw what he's doing at Gonzaga. We saw a little bit in the summer league. Then, you know, then they they stopped playing him. Um, so we really didn't see much. But I feel like watching him now this preseason, you can already see how much he's improved without even needing to see what he could do last year. Uh, his fundamentals, his footwork, every aspect of his game seems like it's been getting better. And you know, the fact that we haven't even seen him play and we already know that shows how much potential he has. Um, that's why he's going to be contending for Rookie of the Year this year. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, but, I'm y- yes, I agree. Chet Holmgren is going to be helping elevate this team. I personally don't have him at five. Who do you got? I have him at my six. My five is all about health and availability. If they can stay healthy, if they can make it work, they should be there. In this team is the Clippers. Um, you know, I think what we saw in the playoffs last year against the Suns really shows what depth they have. You know, guys like Norman Powell, Terrence Mann were playing phenomenal, lights out for their team in the playoffs. If you can have PG and Kawhi healthy, Russ there with them, you know, those guys come off the bench and be able to perform at that same caliber. That should be a very good team. But health. Health is questionable. I mean, we know what happens with Kawhi. We know what happens with PG. Russ can't do it all himself. And so, but there's a lot of questions, but that's what I have. So I have Clippers at five, Thunder at six. What are your thoughts? Who do you have at six? Do you have the Clippers at six? I I have two LA teams next at six and seven. Okay. But it might be the other way. 
I do have the Lakers, Lakers at six, at six okay. and the Clippers at seven. Okay. Um, Lakers, they, they they had a lot of off season acquisitions. They added a lot. Um, they did they did good. I'll give it to them. According to ESPN, they had two top five top ten players, which I don't know much if I agree with. But, uh, <laughs> well, you know what we said about the ESPN rankings, man. But. Anyways, yeah. No, they have LeBron. They have AD. Those two can... I'm going to play the healthy card again with you. We were talking about AD earlier. He uh, does not stay healthy that much either. Right. Um, it's him. And uh, Austin Reeves is going to elevate his game this year. D'Lo needs to figure his shit out. I'm sorry. D'Lo, you, you come back to LA. You need, to, you need to show why... You need to show a reason why you deserve to come back. Like, you, you cannot be the starting point guard and play like you did in the playoffs. You were pathetic, uh, to say the least. Um, do better. Austin Reeves got Cam Reddish on this team now. Former big player who was a pretty high coming out there. Right. Um, shout out to my boy, Rui Hachimura, uh, who dunked on me. All. <laughs> <laughs> Love that man. Uh, another Zag player. That's for a different day. That's for another day. They got Max Christie. Uh, they got Bryce Hamilton. They got they got some pieces. Gabe Vincent. Be interesting to see what Christian Wood does. Christian Wood down I there think forward. Gabe Vincent will do well. You know he's also got that kind of playoff experience mentality. You know he's he's got experience, and so he can help bring that to the team. Um, yeah, I, I the Lakers are my my seven. You know so what? You, what you had Lakers six and then Clippers seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, so I, I flipped. Clippers Clipper six, Lakers seven. So tell me, who is the coach of the Lakers? Is it Darvin Ham or is it LeBron James? LeBron James, exactly. So any any, any team, it's probably LeBron James. And I think a big part of whether the Lakers succeed this season is if they define that coach versus LeBron separation. That's right. why Ty Lue was so good with LeBron. It's because Ty Lue didn't do shit for LeBron. LeBron coached that team. Right. Uh but I think Tyloo can get it done with the Clippers as well, though. Um, I think Clippers have a good team when healthy. You know, they got right. Russ. Shout out to my boy Russ. Yep. He's in the better part of LA now. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to get a little angry to all those Lakers fans out there that gave so much shit to Russ last year. He was not the reason you guys lost last year, and he's not the reason you guys got swept last year in the, in the Western Conference Finals. Russ is looking for a good, better team. You know, it's kind of weird that he's on the Clippers with PG and Kawhi after, you right. know, it wasn't felt like not that long ago that it was right. PG and Russ in Oklahoma City. And then, you know, look look who's winning that trade right now for that Clippers versus OKC trade of getting all those picks and just for Paul George and Shea Gilliax Alexander, who outperformed stat-wise both PG and Kawhi played more minutes than PG and Kawhi combined last year, actually. Fun right. fact. Um, yeah, Clippers lost that trade 100%. I'm just going to say that. But uh, it's going to be a battle of these LA teams. I think they're both in the exact same spots. They have the pieces they need to go further. But it really just depends on that leadership in the locker room um, and staying healthy at the end of the day. So I 6-7, six, 7-6, seven, seven, six, I think... We're both on the same spot there. Yeah. Well, who, who's eight for you? Uh, number eight, I got the Dallas Mavericks. Mavs. The okay. Mavs. Yep. Luca. Luca's amazing. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> if we can have a 
mentally stable Kyrie and a few other place like a few other pieces. Um, Mavs they're just kind of barely floating there last year. Uh, I think they. I get mean, it done. you look on paper, you have Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic on the same team. I mean, that should be, <laughs> that should be it. That's I mean, that's, that's all you need. That's all you need. And what they were. What were they tenth last year? Yeah, no, no, they weren't even tenth. They must have been eleventh. They didn't even make the plan, right? Yeah. So they didn't make the plan last year. They got this year. They do have. Uh, they got Tim Hardaway Jr. They got uh, Seth Curry this year. Yeah, Josh Green. They got, they got Grant Williams too. They do got so Grant that Williams. A good, that was a good pickup for him. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. is a good pickup as well. They have Maxi Kleba. Maxi Kleba plays well in that system, in that offense. Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell plays well in that offense. They have uh, Jaden Hardy, who's an up-and-coming point guard for him. He's, he played actually very well for him last year. And then uh, this rookie is actually the rookie I wanted the Thunder to draft instead, which they swap picks. They get they drafted Derek Lively. Was this Derek Lively? Yeah. Uh, I, I really want OKC to draft him. I mean, they technically did. I don't know. Them being right. just weird that way. Right. But, uh... We got Casey Wallace, which I, I'm going to trust Casey Wallace. I trust him with Thunders. I trust the same Presti. But Derek Lively is good too. I but like I really like Derek Lively. He's yeah. a great. He's seven foot one. He's as well right. for Duke, and he's the same. He's just a bigger version of Chet, not nearly as talented as Chet, in my opinion. Right. right. But uh, he's he's 234 pounds at seven foot one. He's he'll be good center. He's only 19 years old. Like he's a lot of time. You got a lot of time, and it's time it's a lot of time to develop. Starting young. So what that, better way to do that? Years out. Yeah. What better way to start your career under Luka Doncic? I right. Mean, right. I, I think that'll be good for them. So that's that's uh, your eight? That is my eight. Okay. So my eight is not them. Um, I actually, going through these rankings and looking at all these teams, I actually kind of forgot about this team. <laughs> and so now I'm just going to slide them into eight. Uh I don't know if they will be eight or if they'll be higher. I guess, you know, we'll have to see. But that team I'm going to put is the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. Um, again, I put them in at eight because I forgot about them. Uh, I don't know if they'll be higher than eight. Obviously, you know, we talked about Job being out the first 25 games. Marcus Smart coming in to kind of fill that role. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see... When Jaw comes back, what that kind of will be? Will they shift Bane to the three and then have Marcus Smart be the two? Um, we'll have to see. But I think that they will be a top eight team. Um, and then I have the and then I have the Mavs right behind them at nine. There we got another big so I, Yeah, I got I got Grizzlies at nine. Yeah, Grizzlies at nine. Okay, yeah. so it's the same kind of thing. It's the same kind of deal. Um, not having Jaw early. It's gonna, it's, hurt. gonna hurt. it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt a um, lot. Um, Marcus Smart is not John Moran, but yet again, they still got a really good lineup. They do have a very good lineup. They, they got a lot of role players. They got D Rose. I didn't even know they had D Rose. Yep, because he's supposed to come in and be that. They got D Rose. They got quote. We was like, I ain't gonna. Ba- I told him I ain't gonna babysit him. They got Kenneth Lofton Jr. He's, uh, a, he's a hooper. He's a hooper. Kenny Lofton's a hooper. Kenny Lofton, baby. Jaron Jackson. Yep. My boy Brandon Clark. Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams, the big Kiwi. Yep. They got, yeah, defensive team of the year, in my opinion. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr., obviously insane. Yep. They got they got some, you know, Marcus Smart being there will be good, huge for them. They got Zaire Williams as well this year. Um, Yeah, it'll be it'll be a good team. So um, I, my question for you is, do we both have the same number 10? I split 
my number 10 because I, I decided decide between, decide. You're deciding between two teams? I'm deciding there's two teams. Oh my god, what if we're thinking? Okay, what are your what are your two teams? I'll give you one and you tell me the other. Okay. What's one? The Minnesota Timberwolves. Okay. Uh, so I have the Minnesota Timberwolves I'm deciding between and then the other team I'm deciding between with them is the Houston Rockets. I do not have Houston Rockets there. I oh, have sure. Houston Rockets or the New Orleans Pelicans. Oh fuck! Well, I forgot about Pelicans. Shit. If Zion, here's why I have. I guess that yes, yes. Here's why I have. Islamic, there's question. The split. Yes. I do actually. I think Ant is such a great player. I think he's going to do nothing but be better this year. I think Cat is still Cat, and he hasn't done anything differently. Right. Uh it's going to be tough. Um, it's going to be a. Uh, it's just, this is such a stacked West, which is why. It, this is why it's hard to rank probably number six through ten because right. I think any of those could shake up in any which way form. I think it is amazing. Um, I really think those Timberwolves have a good team. I really trust Ant. Um, <laughs> who else they got? They got Rudy Gobert. Oh my gosh, yeah, they got they Rudy got Gobert too. J- Jaden McDaniels. They got Jaden McDaniels. Oh yeah, that's and then. Oh yeah, it'll be good. I'm gonna change my answer to among the fence between the the uh, Pelicans and the uh, Timberwolves, not the Rockets. They have Nikhil Alexander Walker, the cousin uh-huh. to Shea Gilgis yep. Alexander. Yeah, yeah. Troy Brown Jr., Mike Conley. I hate Mike Conley, but what is there? Trent, Trent Murphy, Rudy Gobert, Trent Murphy, and Mike Claflin, Jim Daniels. Oh yeah, Jordan McLaughlin. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a good team. Yeah. And then my one sneaker outside of the top ten is going to be the Spurs. Because Victor is going to I make like that yeah. impact. Yep. Yep. It's inevitable. Kind of, kind of knock him on the door a little bit. It's just inevitable. Right. It, assist. Right. I do now is Victor. Let me make this clear to everybody who you know Victor will be. One of the greatest prospects to come out, but he is not enough to just make the Spurs one of the worst teams to the best to a playing team to a playoff team. I'm sorry, they're not yet, not yet. They're getting there. I they agree. have time. Fully agree. But yeah, they're gonna take a jump this year for sure. Yeah. Well, that was a pretty in depth look, but that was that was cool to go through uh, our preseason rankings for both East and Western Conference. Yes, sir. And then one last thing, Denny. Wood's going to give our preseason awards. We got MVP, Rookie of the Year, yep. Sixth Man of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Most Improved Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, and who is winning the NBA championship this year. Denny starting off at MVP. Who do you got? Dude, I. It, I've been uh, I've been thinking back and forth now uh, since we've started this podcast tonight. Um, I originally just wrote down Giannis, and my reasoning was because of uh, the offense of production that he may now see, the opportunities he may now get with Damian Lillard. But at the same time, as we kind of discussed, it was when we were talking about the NBA rankings of one and two when we were talking about Jokic. I mean, like I said earlier, when you really watch him play, I'm not joking. He can do everything. And at that height, at that build, to be able to do everything like that, we're never going to, we will not see that again. Like, it, it is unbelievable. It's hard. I think I even said this earlier. It's hard to vote against Jokic. 
I want to say Giannis. You know, they're both, you know, multi-winners. Um, I, it's, I don't know. All right, what do you think? Are you are you deciding between Giannis and Jokic? Is there a, is there a dark horse you're looking at? No, there's not. <laughs> there's not a dark horse. I'm sorry, you, you just can't. They're number one, number two for a reason. Two years in a row. It's hard, dude. Um, I honestly think Jokic got snubbed like crazy last year out of Joel Embiid. And I think that's just, why he, he went so crazy in the playoffs, making a statement about it. He, he did. He just said, Goodness, man. "Fuck you to everybody." He really did. But it's it's yeah. But yeah, I mean Joel Embiid, Giannis, Nikola dominating the year, dominating the MVPs for 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023. They're good. They're, they're yeah, they're good. Um, yeah, I'm. I was going to say Giannis at the beginning of this podcast too. I, I wrote it down before the podcast. I, I wrote it down too. And then we started talking. Gosh, one, we started talking one and two in the rankings, and I've convinced myself realize, to go against myself. It, it made me realize just how dominant. The Joker is. If yep. I'm, yeah, I'm staying with Joker. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I well, think I'll, I'll, I'll go. Gian, I'll go. Giannis. You'll go. Joker. We'll do that. Here's the reason why I think Joker is going to win this year is because he's going to play the same role as the. Um, I just think that the Bucks are going to be a better team this year because of Dame Dalla, and I think mm, because I of yes. that, just yeah. like Joel Embiid had all the hype last year, I think because of. Giannis getting all that publicity and right. all that, I think that's going to give Jokic, you know, more saying like, oh yeah, it has been Jokic dominating this right. team. Right. And, you know, uh, Giannis is going to get a lot of production taken away from him there from the Dame Dalla as well, just on the, on the points part of it. So I think, yeah, I think I'm just, I think I'm going to go with the Joker. Worth it. He is uh, currently um, actually, was he plus 400? Plus 400 for the favorite. Uh, Luca number two at plus five hundred, being honest at plus five fifty. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that pick. Which which award are we going to next? Rookie, Rookie of the our, year. Our discussion right here. Okay, all right. So who 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 do we want? Who wants to talk first? You want to talk first? You want me? You no, want I'll let first? you. I'll let you go, Denny. Okay, all right. So for the listeners out here, we're we're going to be sharing our Rookie of the Year uh, predictions, and I'm just going to tell you right now. Uh, I am predicting Wemby. Matt is predicting Chet. I will go first with my explanation of Wemby. Um, there's really, uh, you know, I, I guess I don't have too much to say. Um, obviously, you know, everyone's seen what he's done virally, you know, coming into the league now uh, through a couple games in the preseason. He's averaged 21, 4, and 2 with two blocks. Um, you know, kind of, he has a complete package of being able to go off the dribble, post up, coast to coast, you know, and, and limited dribbles. Um, I think just having his presence on the floor is is really going to make a difference. But to be completely honest with you, as I'm saying all of these things and all of these skills, I'm literally sitting here thinking Chet Holmgren can do honestly the same. He can come off the dribble. He can post up. He can go coast to coast. I have not looked at his stats so far uh his averages for the preseason, but he's probably averaging the same numbers, if not better. I know blocks wise, he's probably averaging the same. So I think it's a clear cut race between one and two of these two. Um, I'm taking Wemby's side, you know, we'll, we'll kind of do updates on further podcasts, but 
I'm going to keep it pretty short for now. You know, as most of you know, Wembenyama, I got him um, taking rookie of the year. And Matt, how do you want to counter? What, what are we talking about with Chet? Obviously, I just told you I see Chet as well. So let's let's hear your side of it. You know, uh, you know, I got too much of a bias here, but it's uh, I'm I'm not buying onto the to the Victor hype as much as everybody else is not, yet. Not on not on the train. I I'm not saying he's not going to be a great player. I think he will be an amazing player. Will he dominate in this league? I do not know. I think here's the reason why I have Chet. Chet literally does the same exact shit as you're just saying as Victor. And he's already played against some NBA players. Maybe not exactly an NBA game, but he was just last year, Summer League MVP. And he deserved every single piece of it. He literally had the most blocks in the Summer League game ever. Coming from, uh, what was that, like a six or a seven, eight, point, eight block game or something like that in, in the Summer League game. And those, of course, those are rookies, not an actual NBA game. And yes, he did get injured against LeBron, but that injury made him stronger than ever. He is put on a lot more weight than he did coming into last season before he you know didn't get to play a season and if we look at the matchup the very first preseason game of this year was actually the was Spurs a fun, was a fun one. Yeah, versus the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Thunder came up on top by one point if we look at the head to head matchup of Chet Holmgren stats versus Wembenyama stats you had Chet playing 16 minutes with 9 rebounds and one assist and 21 points. And well, part of that is because he's a three-point shooter. Versus Victor played three more minutes to him at 19. Only got five rebounds. Also, part of that is the fact that he has Nick Collins or my boy Collins down um, down there as well. Versus the Thunder have no big men down there. Right. And he had 20 points. One less point than Chet. I'm I'm sorry. Like, Chet, Chet can do everything when he can. And he can do more for the fact that Chet can legit drain it from three. How much is, is Wemby draining it from three? Why would anybody want... Why would Greg Popovich want Wemby draining it from three in the first place? He doesn't want them out there. He has guards out there for to shoot the three. Chet could be anywhere on the floor and score. And that is why that specifically is the fact that makes him a dynamic shooter. Is why... And just a little bit more experience. Like It's not like it's, not like it's a major amount of experience to say... Man, this is gonna be a difference maker. But he knows what the NBA looks like. He knows who he's getting into. Like I, yeah, that's why the reason I'm taking Chet this year. And I would say part of it too, when it comes to a race that's gonna, I don't know, at least you know, right now when we're talking about it, when it's gonna live up to this kind of hype, uh, where it might be a clear cut one and two. I think part of it, I don't necessarily agree with it. I think that's just how the league works and everything. But I think part of it will also depend on how these teams play how they're how they finish the year and that is a big part of it and obviously there when we look at that i mean it's pretty obvious how we know it's going to work I, I don't see the thunder being less than a top eight team i think they should be a top five top six team and the spurs are going to be fine to be a top 10 team so that i think will factor in um to to the race and, you know, looking at these odds right now, interesting, interestingly enough, we have Women Yamas minus 200. And then before Chet, we have Scoot at plus 350. But, Matt, we didn't talk about Scoot. I didn't talk about Scoot. Um, one, because I don't think... I think the uh, Trailblazers and the Spurs are going to be in the exact same spot this year. They're going to have... I actually, you know what? I might even put that the Trailblazers are better than 
the Spurs for one reason and one reason only, and that is DeAndre Ayton. He can post up against Victor Webbingama. He is a big boy. Right. And just like Chet learned his lesson against LeBron is how he got his injury. Uh, I think Victor is definitely going to get me his meet his moment in the NBA and he's going to be going up against some of these big guys like the three MVP front runners that we talked about well not minus Luca, but uh, they're gonna he's gonna have to show up and I think Scoot Henderson's not in a position where he has to you know match up against these big dudes right. he's in a position where I mean he's dominant too he's he's a he's a muscular very athletic he's, guy. Yeah, he's he built. can get up no, in the he's air. Impressive. He's impressive. He'll be good, but he's, he's nice. yeah, he's not leading a team. He just doesn't have that edge like Weminyama and Chet. Yeah, he's not. He's not leading a stardom for his position in in this team. Right. DeAndre Ayton's obviously the big man down low. Got Jeremy Grant up top. Um, Jeremy Grant will be better than Scoot Henderson this year. I'm sorry. I just don't see Scoot Henderson like making a major leap this year. That's not saying he's not a good player. He's he's young, you know. He's, he's got, young. He's got time. He's got. He's just got he'll, time he'll to develop. learn. He'll learn a lot this year. Do you think he's in one of the team. better situations? He probably he is <laughs> of he is. of all these teams. He's got, he's got a young. He's got. A, they got a young core. A lot of picks. So yes, sir. We'll we'll kind of stay updated in the MVP or the rookie of the year race between our boys Chet and Wemby. All right, sixth man of the year. It's always a tough one. Yeah, I, you know, um, yeah, I, I, you know, with all the new uh, faces on new teams, I just didn't really know who to kind of look to. Last but year. Are, are these the odds for this year? Yeah, last year, Malcolm Brogdon was the clear-cut favorite. Um, he is the favorite to this year again at negative 185. Uh, but otherwise, we have Emmanuel Quickly, um, Norman Powell, Tyrese Maxey, Malik Monk, Bobby Portis, Russell Westbrook, Jordan Poole, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Christian Wood, Benedict Matherin. What do you got? It's pretty interesting, uh, just looking from an odds perspective, how much it drops after Brogdon and Quickly. We got Quickly at plus 220, and then we shoot down to Norman Powell at plus uh, 1,000. Right. Um, looking at these names, though, I mean, Brogdon has been a very solid player. He's been, you know, both a starter and a six man in his career. Uh, I feel like Ma- Emmanuel quickly has been a consistent, a consistent six man of the uh, six man for the team, and so I think he will make a push uh, for that award. And then you know, looking at all these other guys, we got Russell Westbrook up there. Um, you know, I, I guess we'll have to kind of wait and see how that lineup is going to play out. Whether he's going to be starting or coming off the bench, I personally think he should be starting. Um, interesting. Uh, you know, I'm going to look into Tyrese Maxey. Interestingly enough, uh, if he's going to be really coming off the bench this year, um, you know, there was time when Harden wasn't there and Harden was hurt and Maxi really took over and, and was able to run the offense. And I think he's doing that just the same on the bench. And so a couple of names I'm probably say I'd be looking for is quickly and Maxi. Um, do you, what do you think about Russ? You think Russ is going to start? You think he's going to be coming off the bench? Um, I think he'll be starting. Um, I think they need him to start. I think they need him to start too, right? Um, like he would want him to start. I, I, just think, I just think they can't afford to put anybody else in that garbage. I don't know who they garbage. would. No. For I mean, <laughs> the other guards, like, you know, Bones Highland. We're not going to have Bones Highland come out and start with those guys. I mean, he's a good player and all, but he's not. I mean, it's Russell Westbrook we're talking about. As we said before, first ballot Hall of Famer. All right, so for me, there's three names that pop out at me. 
one Tyrese Maxey. I think it's a great pick. Yep. Um, just kind of looking at the development from last year. Right. I think what they can do this year and help their team. So uh, right. Tyrus Maxey is a big one. Second one I want to say is Benedict Matherin. He was amazing. I like that, I like that pick. I, I liked like him last pick. year yep. a lot off the yep. bench. I like that pick. He was a big surprise. And a third guy that's not mentioned on here that I I really do like, and he also just had to serve for his Finnish army this this uh, offseason. Yes. Builds character. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go with Lori Markkanen. Yes. And uh, I think he'll be great. I mean, he also could potentially be a starter because the Jazz kind of suck. They, yeah, I yeah, yeah, they have a lot of bigs right now, so I think you know they're trying to figure it out. But I agree with you. Actually, yeah, he could be starting. He, he could be a starter, but Markkinen, I don't know if Markkinen's even been a six-man before, but he's a great, Markkinen's been a great player. No. What, he's 26. This is, is going to be his third year. Yeah, so he's, yeah, he's 26. I mean, yeah, he's the a, man averaged 25.6 last yeah, year. He was good. Yeah, he's a great player. He has shot up from averaging, what, 14 to 25. Sheesh. Yeah. No. Great player. Um, I I could see him probably starting for them this year. Yeah, yeah, I do too. All right, moving on to defensive player of the year. I think you and I got the same. I think we both had the same. Yeah, I think we're looking. I don't at, think it's very close. We're looking at, we're looking at Triple J, Sharon Jackson over, Jr. And, uh, yeah, Minnesota, defensive, Memphis. Defensive yeah. player of the year, defensive team of the year, whatever you want to call it. The Memphis Grizzlies are locked down. Sharon Jackson Jr is a beast at the rim. He's he is clamps on. He will just absolutely will not let you get anywhere. He will not let you drive to the hoop. He is just he's a great freaking player, man. I I I will watch him defensively. He will not let anybody get past him. And he did good. You know, it's do we have the odds pulled up for uh defensive player of the year? Yeah, he's favored. Okay. Uh, but he's you know, plus five favorites. So Marcus, huge. Yeah, Marcus Smart's not even on there, but you know, having two caliber players like that on a team together uh, is pretty, pretty scary defensively. I agree with Matt. I think this is going to be one of the better teams, if not, you know, a top five, top three defensive team in the league. Um, but I think I also agree. Triple J, you know, kind of the same thing. He got time with USA this summer. Uh, I really think that that helps a lot. Learning from other coaching perspectives, playing against international uh, competition, I think it really helps build. You know, just not even physical, but also mental aspects of the game. And so I see Triple J taking it again. Um, he won't have John his way for. He won't have John his way either. Yeah. For so. a good part of the season. Right, right. I want to say John makes them worse. John's a good player. He obviously has his own personal things he, has, he needs to figure he has out. Shit he needs to, yeah, get straight. But, uh,. I mean, it helps his odds. Um, so we'll, I'll go. We'll go. Jaron Jackson. We'll, we'll, yeah, we're going to triple, and then we're going to go into what comeback to player of the year. And most, yeah, comeback player of the year, most improvised player, most improved, most improved. So yeah, one one comment I wanted to make first is you know we were looking at these these odds, and right now we have at plus six fifty Mikel Bridges, and then at plus twelve hundred is Tyrese Maxey. I wouldn't necessarily consider these guys for this award of most improved player. I think, you know, I I was listening to, I listened to the JJ Reddick podcast, Old Man 3. He was having a similar conversation. I forget who was with it. I think it was an NBA coach. Um, Both guys like Mikel Bridges and Tyrese Maxey are already all-stars, right? They're already super, they're already, you know, they're already all-stars. They're already very good players on both their teams. Um, I, I just don't, 
think you need to put them in consideration for that because of these aren't guys who have suffered, you know, gruesome injuries and have had to come back. These guys have continually gotten better and better. Now Bridges is leading his old his own team. Um, I just don't see how it's most improved. Uh, looking at those, so that was just my one comment. I just had to put out there. Uh, do you have any thoughts or comments? Um, yeah, I don't really like this list here for odds wise. Um, I agree with you. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go out on a personal lover here for mine. I'm gonna go uh, second year guy who was not put on this list. I'm gonna go J Dub, J Williams. Oh, yeah, Jalen Williams. Um, he he wasn't really talked about. He didn't get a lot of credit. No, he he had a great year. He had a great year. He's a great three point yeah. shooter. Great year. The biggest talk about J Will going into this season is the fact that he was in the gym. He put on 20 pounds. Like he yeah. wants to body people this year is what yeah. he says. He wants to be able to take on anybody on this court. And he's showed it so far in preseason. He has been bodying up. And he's a right. guard. He's not a big guy. Right. Like he's what, six four, six five? He's he's a true guard. Right. And um I, I'm gonna put him there. He, obviously he's gonna have he's not expected to come in this season and be that three, two, three or four guy this year again. Mm-hmm. He got Chet there. Just like you know, I said it the whole entire fucking podcast. Right, like, pressure's off. Yeah, pressure's off. Yeah, you perform better when you're not stressed, and like it's just true. All right, I I like that. I like that pick. I'm gonna go with uh, with this is kind of a biased pick. I'm a pretty big fan of his, and I'm really hoping for uh, a comeback, improved year, hopefully a healthy year, and that is Kate Cunningham. Um. I've been a very big fan of Kate Cunningham since he was in high school. Watched him play in college, and you know he's he's been plagued a little bit by injury. Um, but for his size, his build, being a, a point guard facilitator, that's you know it's it's a special uh, package to have. And I've heard nothing but great things about him this this off season. Uh, he played on the select team for Team USA. For those of you that don't know, that's the basically kind of the practice squad that helps scrimmage against the the team usa guys to help them kind of get ready and in those scrimmages you know team select actually beat team usa and Cade cunningham was balling out uh, i've listened to a couple podcasts where players on that team usa team were asked who was kind of that standout guy on that select team who's up and coming and that was Cade cunningham so He's going into his third year. Hopefully, this will be a healthy year, healthy year for him. You know, they, they call it the magical third year. And so, I'm going to go with Cade Cunningham. Um, so, we got Cade Cunningham and Jay Will. Going into our last option here, kind of our last prediction, we're going to talk about coach of the year. Starting with you, Matt. Who, who are you looking at? Who are you liking? What are we thinking this year? Um... I mean, I could easily just go, go with my favorite coach. I, I could easily go with my coach, Mark Dagnall, um, but I don't know if I want to take him this year. Just because I don't I don't know how far this OKC team is going to go. This West Conference is just so deep. It's tough. Yeah. I do think it will be a, a conference team, but I think I'm going to look at Nick Nurse at uh, plus 900 here. He's he, he's done it before. Nick Nurse is good. He's, like, got a, he's got a ring. He's got a ring. He's got a ring. He's a, he's a really good coach and I think he comes back and gets it again he's gonna come in and hopefully slap James Harden straight yeah but it's I, needed yeah it is much needed so change of scenery you know no doc in, in Philly uh, that'll be actually pretty weird 
Uh, I, I don't know the, the specific number of years that Doc's been there, but uh, yeah, we'll see if Nick Nurse can come in and, and turn it around. Um, I like that pick. I like Mark Dagonal. I agree with you. I think it depends on how their year goes. Obviously, you know what they did last year was pretty impressive. Um, my pick I'm going to go with, though, uh, I just listened to his podcast with J.J. Redick. That's Coach Joe Mazula for the Boston Celtics. Um, you know, basically in that podcast, him and J.J. just talked a lot about Joe's kind of where he is at mentally, you know, kind of his transition from he was an assistant coach for D2 colleges, and he was never really a D1 NBA coach, got called up to be an assistant. You know, the whole thing with Ime Doka happened. He came in, took the spot. Um, and so basically what he was saying was a lot of transition happened way too quick. A lot of kind of thinking on his feet. Um, and look what they did. You know, they had a great year. So I think coming in, having a full offseason, having a full year under his belt, um, I, I was I was just very impressed by his podcast. And so I'm going to say Joe Mazzula, uh, I'm going to take him this year for the coach of the year. And... Man, that wraps up our, our predictions. Uh, this has been a great pod, uh, just kind of preparing for the season. As you can tell with how in-depth Matt and I went, um, we're both very excited for the year. And we have to obviously cap it off with our last special thing. Matt, who is taking the NBA Finals this year? Oh, I don't know. This is, this is tough. Um... I'm just going to go with it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the repeat. I'm going to go Nuggets again this year. Um, I don't think they're going to dominate as much as they did last year. I think they're gonna. there's a lot of competition this year on every single Western team. Every single Western team. And uh, I think the East has gotten a lot more stronger up in the top parts of it as well. Uh, obviously, the team to beat is obviously going to be the Bucks. Um, I mean... Bucks and the Nuggets are going to be the two teams to be. Obviously, Nuggets are the repeating champs. Um, the reigning champs here. Uh, I'm still going to go with them. They're a good team. I, I think the Joker wins MVP. But I think it's going to be a close one. And I do think it's going to be a Bucks. Um, it's going to be a Bucks Nuggets finals. And I think it's going to literally come down to game seven. And I think Jokic is just going to be more clutch than Dame Dalla or Giannis at that point. I, I like it. Uh, I think, you know, they have a very good chance of, of making it back. I mean, basically the formula for that team was perfect. Everyone played their role to a T. And, I mean, it showed they won the finals. They breezed through the, the playoffs. It was it was pretty much a set and done deal. Um, I agree. I think the Bucks are going to be in the finals um, with Dame Dalla, Giannis. That's just, that's, they're going to be back with that experience. Um, and I think that the team coming out of the West is going to be the Phoenix Suns. Um, you talking about the Nuggets repeating and going through the playoffs. One thing I am worried about is how they're going to match up against the Nuggets. They got smacked. They got smacked around. It was it was embarrassing. The matchups were just not there. They had zero answer for Jamal Murray. They had zero answer for everyone. Okay, They couldn't. KD could not card Aaron Gordon. MPJ was open way too much. Uh, Chris Paul or Booker could not stop Jamal Murray, which neither of them can. And Jokic was just all over the place. So that would be, you know, kind of their main task would be get, back, get, get past them. 
And if the standings work out to where they're both two top teams, we'd see. I would predict we'd see them in the conference finals. Um, and wow, I don't know. I I'm gonna say Suns. I want the Suns to go all the way. I want KD to get a ring. I want Book to get a ring. Be able to get a ring. So that's that's what we're gonna wrap up with. I'm gonna say Suns. Those are Suns Bucks rematch. Suns take it. Suns take it. Bucks Suns Bucks, Bucks, Bucks rematch in the finals. I watched every one of those games. Those were those were insane. I didn't care as much about the Suns back then, but now there's a personal, you know, connection there. So we'll take we'll take the Suns in six. Once some good want some good money off those well, both yeah. those teams. Uh, we'll be throwing some money, I'm assuming, uh, this year. Oh yeah, we'll be probably losing a lot of money. But yeah. uh, that's okay. This is what we're here for. Thanks, Denny. This was this was fun. This was yeah. No, I'm I'm excited for uh, the season. I'm excited that we can you know we got games like we said next Tuesday. Uh, we'll be able to start you know giving feedback with games and um, it's it's NBA time, baby. It's exciting. We'll probably be back after a week of action for the first NBA. Yep. We'll give you our first reactions and headliners for the week, and uh, we'll be back. This is the Bank Shot Dgents. I'm Matt Shrine, the Shine, and this is my buddy Jacob Denadenanolts, Daddy. Thanks for joining, y'all. Take care. Take care. See you.